0: Hey, fellow pickers, my name is Mike Crafton. I'm coming to you from the Redwoods of Northern California.
1: And my name is Carl Mandrill. I'm coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado.
0: Hey, buddy, it's good to see you, man. We got a great show today.
1: We do. We got Rachel Strickland, famous YouTuber on our show. She is experienced. She's a lot of fun, a great personality. And yeah, man.
0: Yeah, I was really excited to talk to her. I've been looking forward to it all week. But we don't want to take up any more of the time. So let's get into the interview. Let's do it right now. Well, fellow pickers, we have an exciting guest with us this week. It is Rachel Strickland. She, in prepping for this episode, I went and watched a bunch of her videos, and man, I am impressed. I'm super excited to do this interview with you. And will you help me w- welcome Rachel to the show? How's it going, Rachel? Woohoo! Thanks for coming on, Rachel.
2: I'm really excited to be here, you guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Really cool.
1: Absolutely.
0: Hey, can I ask you a question about
1: your name, real quick? Absolutely. Okay, because. Like, are you a Back to the Future fan?
2: Um, like, kind of. I don't don't know where this is going either. I don't super geek out. (laughs) I've seen it. Because there's a
1: major character there whose last name Strickland, and he's he's kind of like an antagonist. And so, I don't know, one of the movies, he gets, like, firebombed by some, like, rowdy teenagers, and they're like, Strickland. (laughs) And so anytime I hear that last name... I, I have that's what seen I think that of. <laughs>
2: actually since okay. getting this last name, and I'm like, oh, that's not the most flattering light for. Yeah, last sorry. Name. That's well, just what I
1: think just,
2: of. You could just think of like King of the Hill Strickland propane, which is funny okay. because my husband owns Strickland oh. Electric. <laughs> oh, yeah, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> which is another fuel source, but not propane, isn't that right?
1: Right, right, right. That's so funny. Okay, sorry about no, that. Go ahead. It. <laughs>
2: it's
0: all good. So uh, yeah, speaking of family and stuff, Rachel, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Oh yeah. Family's a big part of who I am for sure. Um, I am a wife and mother. My kids are six and 16. I have two boys. Um, They're like, the wow. loves of my life. I love my kids so much. Like my youngest wants to marry me one day, and is super jealous when I <laughs> hug and kiss on Drew. And then my oldest, everyone's like, "Oh, I'll just wait until he's this age." And just and I haven't I haven't yeah. met that age. He's as delightful at sixteen years old as he was the day that I had him. I'm. Mm. obsessed with my family um if I was just gonna tell you about myself though like outside of my family the biggest thing I would want people to walk away and know like my love for Christ I think that's important I don't like I never try to to lead with my job or anything like that if you give me an opportunity to tell you about myself I'm gonna tell you that I love Christ more than anything that should be first right like, don't miss that. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's who, you,
1: if you're asking, who's, what's your identity? Like, right. yeah, that,
2: yes, yes. Yeah. Above everything right. else that I am, a Christ follower. Cause that's the only thing that's going to have, like, Kingdom value one day. That's the only thing that's gonna matter. Everything else is gonna fade away. Even my relationship with my family and my kids. I mean, who knows? I haven't been there, but yeah.
1: <laughs> but not eBay. eBay's not gonna fade Oh away. yeah, yeah.
2: Not eBay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. Right after this, I'm heading over to so I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic, and I'm gonna go give my testimony at the NAS church tonight. They invited oh, wow. me over. So definitely, definitely agree with that. You know, identify, identify the, what I like the best and is, When people just know by talking to you that you're a Christ Mm -hmm. follower, you know, they they can see that light in you or something
2: Yeah. Like like if you carry the Holy Spirit as you should, I mean, Christ said that it's better that he go and we have the spirit in us for that reason. Like you should ooze the spirit out on people. Like that joy (laughs) should be exuded from you. You know what I mean? Like you're going to stand next to someone, you're going to catch like one vibe or another. And I want like good vibes. I want Holy Spirit vibes. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: All right. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And just real quick though, so for people that are like new fans of you, so where are you from and like, you know, what are you all about in terms of, you know, the eBay reselling, Mm -hmm. thrifting, all that. So kind of what's your... What's your thing?
2: So I live in the heart of the country. Um, I'm in the boot hill of Missouri. Um, My town is like 7,000 people. We have two stoplights. It's a very small town. Mm. We have one thrift store, but there are also very few resellers here. And so I can find something in the thrift store and go back two weeks later. It's probably still going to be there. I mean, there's <laughs> there's very minimal competition here. And the people that right, do right. compete, like they're not picking the same stuff I am. I thrift and uh, resale mainly vintage and designer. Um, a lot of the designer right. brands around here, they are harder to come by. But I have found like Prada and Givenchy and Louis Vuitton, Gucci, all of those things in our tiny little thrift store in our little farming community. Um, and, oh, wow. and thankfully, really cool. a lot of the people don't know what those brands are here. And yeah. so when you do find them, they'll, they'll be like, I like, I got a Versace hat for $3. I found a Gucci belt for $2. Like they just wow. don't know. It's the same as coach. They might have the coach marked up higher because that's like a more common quote unquote yeah. designer brand. And, but when I'm not right. like doing the designer stuff, always vintage, I will sell anything vintage.
0: Anything nice. vintage. Okay. Vintage. I like that. So you're All on, right. you're on eBay Poshmark. What, what else yeah, here? eBay
2: Poshmark and whatnot. Um, and my, my oldest son sells on whatnot with me. So you have to be 18 to have your own profile. So I let him sell on my eBay and on my whatnot. And I understand like I'm paying the taxes and for him. And I mean, I'm in his corner. If he wants to work hard, he can use my shipping supplies. He can mm-hmm. use my knowledge and expertise. Like I'm not going to, I don't hand, he doesn't get an allowance. I didn't buy his car for him or anything like that. So again, if he's willing to work hard, he can use my stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Great. That's right on teaching them some work okay. ethic too. Yeah. yeah. That brings up an interesting topic. So I noticed that you put a, your, you tie your 10% automatically out of eBay with your charitable deductions. I looked into setting that up and I was a little nervous about that. Could you explain it real quick on how to set that up? Wait, wait, wait s-
1: Mike, why were you nervous? What was, what was nervous? I was afraid I was going to push
0: the wrong button. I saw so full transparency. <laughs> I'm a new eBay seller. I've made all the mistakes that I've made already. And, and uh, I don't want to make any more. So I'm learning from the pros on what to do. So that was one, one question I had for you.
2: Yeah, that's funny. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was actually approached recently about making a video about the charitable contribution. So I'm going to put something together for that purpose. And then also from the point of view of someone wanting to set up their charity to be on there. Um, so not every charity, obviously on eBay is like giving in Christ's name. So it's important, obviously, if you're tithing, if this, if your purpose of this is tithing, find a a charitable um, organization that is, you know, in the name of Christ, like the Tim Tebow foundation is on there. I give through Samaritan's purse because I know that all the good they're doing is again in Christ's name. Um, so 10% of every single sale goes to them. And in addition to that, you also get a break on your fees. And so eBay doesn't charge you on that 10%, like if five dollars of it goes to Samaritan's Purse, I don't get charged fees on that ten dollars or five dollars. So, I mean, that's kind of nice, also. And then you mm, get yeah. you get the um uh what does it say like promotes charity or it says something about charity on your listing, and you don't know how many times I've gotten messages from people who will say. Well, I was going to make you an offer, but since this goes to charity, and it clearly says it's only ten percent. Oh, benefits charity—that's what it says. And they're like, right, right. Oh, I just went ahead and bought it at full price, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. I mean, give to Caesar what is Caesar's? Give to God what is God's? <laughs> right, know? right,
1: exactly. Right. So you're not. So goodwill is not one of the charities you would give to. Is what you're
2: saying. No, it's not. No. And that's <laughs> that's what I love about like our small town. Our one and only thrift store is the Gospel Mission. Mm -hmm. Um, so what they do again is in Christ's name and they have the mission of that place is actually to feed hungry people in our County and the Mm -hmm. money that they make in the thrift store pays for the food. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Wow. Okay. You're dialed in. You got everything lined up, streamlined so that the, the money's kind of being funneled in the right spot. And yeah, I mean, yeah. you
2: know, I we we taught children's church for over a decade. And one of the I wanted the kids to understand tithing from a young age. And the way I would explain it to them is like, if I give you a candy bar and I was like, OK, there's 10 pieces on this candy bar. I'm going to give you unlimited candy. You'll have all the candy you ever need. I promise you can test me on this because it's the only place the Bible says to test me. You can test me on this, but what you have to do is break off one piece of that and give it back to me. Like how stingy and selfish would you have to be to not give one tenth of what I gave you if I'm telling you to right. test me and see if I don't give you so much you can't contain it. Right. And mm. like so little kids can wrap their heads around that. But as adults, we get so stingy and I'm like, no, yeah, we
1: want the candy. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm like, God, you take as much of it as you need. I've seen him provide in such supernatural ways for our family. Like I he's faithful
0: exactly and as adults the candy has become money so we're you know times are tight and we're holding on to that aren't we it's Uh, a little hard yeah we try to hoard that's, a,
1: that's yeah. a great analogy. Do you have any advice for Mike about pressing the right buttons on eBay? It sounds like oh, that's the challenge, Oh, I thought
0: you were right? going to say <laughs> tithing my 10%. What are you talking about? It's, well,
2: when you, the first time that you do it, you also need to look up the charity because like I, like I list everything on my phone and when you scroll down to the very bottom and you click on um, that you want to like promote a charity, it, it will give you a list of like five and it's going to mm, be whatever's mm. trending right now. Like if there was recently a natural disaster, it's going to be something that goes towards that or sure. if there's like a movement right. in some and it may be a movement you don't even agree with Um, they'll it'll automatically set up that unless there's this little area that you say search for charity or choose charity. And that's Mm -hmm. when you get into like their full database of everything Mm -hmm. that's available. Cause I've got a hat. It actually ends tomorrow and the people that wanted it auctioned, we wanted it to go to the Tim Tebow foundation. And then I was like, Oh wow. I never even decided whether or not they're on eBay. And thankfully they Mm -hmm. (laughs) were.
0: Yeah. Good. Right. It's cool. Well, Speaking about eBay, so one of the prep videos that I watched was your 50 listings a day challenge, which was fascinating and that yeah. seemed extremely hard to accomplish.
2: But a few hard. things
0: that I noticed in your video, you have an extremely clean workspace. Some of the tips that you give are to have a clean workspace. And then the other one that caught me off guard that and I don't do this too much, I don't sell these too much, but it's you put the tape measurement on your clothes when you take your pictures. Mm-hmm yeah that's fascinating. What other kind of tips would you have for us on that
2: um i I somehow draft and list things backwards from everybody else. And it's funny because Mm -hmm. I never watched someone's video about how to list. And so like, I definitely encourage people to do what works for them, but somehow mine are backwards from what is normal. I didn't know this was abnormal until I started watching people's videos. So like, if I have, I have a bag of clothes here that needs to be listed. What I would do is go through and draft every single one of those. And then I would take all the pictures. And plug the pictures in as I'm as I'm taking the pictures, and I feel like most people do the opposite. They take pictures of the clothes and and put them away, and then they draft and list them. And to me, that's like so many extra steps because they're taking notes about what size it is and what brand it is, and like. Right. If you just draft it in the first place, and then while I'm taking pictures, if I notice there's a hole or a stain or anything, I'm pulling that listing up anyway. I can plug in that additional info. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the tape measure is for the same reason. Like I don't have to plug into any of my listings. Um, You know, armpit to armpit is such and such. Shoulder to cuff is da-da-da. I lay it out and take a picture. And I feel like the buyer is more apt to see the measurement that way also. We're so visual, or maybe I am. I'm I'm kind of artsy. So I'm very visual and I want right, to like, right, right. I want to see it. And then there's no like armpit to armpit being a chest, chest measurement or even the waist measurement, unless you are a reseller, you might not realize that that's like times two. Mm-hmm. So it's also like, oh. like if I measure out a waist and it's 18 inches, well, that's a 36 inch waist, but it's, so I'm showing if I lay the pants down and then they know yeah. the buyer would know exactly how to compare their own measurements. So but it's funny right. that you said I have a clean workspace. If my husband hears this, he's going to roll his eyes so hard. <laughs> it's usually not super clean, but I feel like it if I'm if I'm like going to get down to business, I have to clean it up first. It's kind of right. like in the kitchen. Right. I have to have a clean kitchen to start with.
1: Well, if you're making a video, too, you're probably not going to have it like disaster zone. You're going to be like, this is how this is how it normally looks. Right.
2: (laughs) I I try to be transparent and like talk about the bad, too, because I don't I've definitely followed those people. It's just like everything is so perfect and Mm. I don't want to represent that. But it's also hard because you're trying to say like how to do it the right way. So I don't Mm. always um, like I don't always magnify the losses, but I've I sometimes I do today. I did on today's video. (laughs) <laughs> the
0: losses on your product yeah yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was,
2: i had kind of a bad buy oh, but okay.
1: you know what though gotcha. like i don't know in in years of doing this kind of thing and telling stories like i've just learned that the mistakes the losses the the goofs the gaffes, like that's what's interesting that's what people want to see they want to see that's imperfection right. because they can relate to that that you know nobody's living the perfect life out there so they see oh that you know rachel's actually like a real person so yeah I think I bet that video is great as a result. I
2: hope so. I hope so. You know, it's hard because like my husband always says he had no idea how hard YouTube was until I started doing it. And mm. so like even second person, he's like, I had, I mean, to make a 15 minute video, you'll spend, you know, two work days at least, you know, it's five hours to edit one video. And, right. um, I, I think people don't realize that unless they are a content creator, how much work mm-hmm. really goes into that.
1: For sure. A hundred percent. So Right. Okay, well, since you've mentioned the video, we should talk about this. I think was the video called something like I took your advice or was yeah. that just part of, okay, like I took your advice because you took advice from some of the folks that were, I don't know, giving you feedback about something. All right. So can you give us just a quick rundown? You made a purchase that you it looked like you were you were kind of like cautiously optimistic about <laughs> and then it didn't go so well. So what was oh, well. the purchase? Like what's what's the what's the quick story here?
2: So guys, I um I approach the person that bought the movie theater, you know, if you want if you have anything that's up there after you bought the place, you want to sell it, because I know there's vintage stuff, the place is almost 50 years old. Will he message right. me back the next day? I have all these movie posters. Yes, score. This is what I always wanted. Mm, Especially right. that'll get my foot in the door that I can buy other things. Cause he's gonna find an old projector. He's gonna find like some cool 35 millimeter reel tapes and stuff. Um, so I right. go up there, it's like a thousand at least movie posters he i said 50 dollars. he said 150 we say 125 i do not want a thousand movie posters but i want my foot (laughs) in the door and there's got to be something good in there right yeah (laughs) there's got to be some horror movies or some superhero that's good like there's gonna be one banger that i make 500 bucks on right right, i buy these things two carloads later i just live in a basic ranch style house can you imagine how they took over
1: right um you got (laughs) to hang them up everywhere right
2: the, oh, they were not, my kids, my kids have got a bunch, but we're not finding any bangers. Right. And I'm like, yeah. what is wrong here? I go back for the second lot. And the guy that works next door says, yeah, the fellow that used to own this place sold all the good ones on eBay. Oh. So there's one silver lining. There's these two boxes that are there that have been there that's during the new ownership. And so they haven't been gone through. Well, the guy that sold me the posters won't acknowledge those two boxes. I ask about him and, and he's like, no, you got everything. Mm, and what? i'm like no there's still other boxes and there's even empty poster boxes and he's like no i i think that's it and would we'll, like just totally would not let me leave with everything that i bought right and oh no so it was it was a loss and so for two and a half weeks i've tried to get rid of these and and i've tried everything and people are super kind to in the comments be like you should have donated them you should have sold them at you know cost you and i tried Guys, I even called up the only other reseller I know in my town and asked him if he wanted them for free. He didn't even want them. So oh. I did the only thing I could. I reached out on Instagram asking people, what would you do with a bad buy? I got right. some really great feedback. That's why the video is called I Took Your Advice. And one of the things that they told me to do was set those things on fire. Right. And so I did. <laughs>
1: That's so oh, amazing. Wow. So it was amazing.
2: therapeutic.
1: Yeah. But wait a second though. So So you bought you know, the lot of whatever, you know, all the boxes. And then you knew that there was more there and you Mm -hmm. said he wouldn't acknowledge them. Right. I feel like that's justification for just like going back there and breaking in and just grabbing it. Yeah, temptation. Do that.
2: It was um, well. I had temptation to do a lot of things, really, and (laughs) I, you know, that happens a lot. Where I feel like, oh, I'm justified if I, and truthfully, I never am, and it never works out for me. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, it's money, and I can't let it run my life. I was super Mm. frustrated about it because. It's just not how you treat people especially like this person's like right. um an acquaintance like someone that I know and I thought the whole reason I'm doing this is to forge a future relationship so I right. can get this other good stuff and at this point if he called with like a million dollar item I wouldn't go buy it like mm. It was kind of like a lesson learned and right. I had to just like cut my losses. But it was it was a challenging moment because I hadn't always been meek in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like used to be probably too outspoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's possible. And so I really tried to just, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right?
0: <laughs> right, right. Did you point the boxes out to him or did you say, well, what about Yeah, those? I asked
2: about specific posters that were there that we talked about at the initial meeting. And one of the posters uh-huh. I asked about, he said, oh, that's spoken for. And I'm like, spoken? What do you mean? Like, that was one of the only mm-hmm. ones. And then say so he starts rolling it up and he's like, oh, you're making me feel bad and uh-huh. includes it. And I'm just <laughs> like, okay. And then so I said, well, what about it was this matrix one that had these two pills on it. And there was like five of them. And I said, well, mm-hmm. what about that one? He goes, it's in here. And it was never in there. And then at one point, drew goes back upstairs to get his drink and sees the boxes. And Mm. he pulls one of them out and walks down there with it. He's like, what about this one? And it was like the only superhero one that I got. So (sighs) like, not only were they, were they gone through once they were gone through Mm. multiple times. They saved whatever they wanted. Like let people speak for posters after I already went in there and negotiated for them. It was, it was one of those situations where like it, just like so much negative energy surrounding this buy, and not because I wasn't going to make my money back. Cause I mean, there was a thousand of them. I could have sold them off for 10 cents a piece and made my money back, but I needed to move on. Like mm-hmm. sometimes right. for your own emotional well being and for your sanity, like that fire was seriously therapeutic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how big of a fire did a thousand movie posters make out? Did you stack them? Did you do the whole Texas AM?
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't set them all on fire at one time because it is like almost winter time here and we live in the woods so right (laughs) so we we did a controlled burn a few at a time (laughs)
0: that would have been great content for one of your videos just a stack like a texas a&m pallet burn right right texas a&m that does that yeah Yeah, i think
2: so yeah um the fire itself is in the video but it's not it's not huge but it is like glowing Uh, while i read the advice that the other resellers gave me um so it's like campfire (laughs) advice it's fun
1: Come it was on. cool. It was super cool. And I'm
2: thinking, you know, maybe I can make some of my money back on the video, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's silver lining for sure. But I think sometimes I don't know. I'm okay to have some disaster stuff happen if, as long as it you know creates a good story. Sure. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah, no permanent damage sure. done. But I like. I mean, going back to like kind of the origin of the story is you identified that there was a movie theater that was being purchased, and so you looked at that as an opportunity. And I guess I've, I don't know if I'm like not aware. I know I don't don't live in a small town necessarily, but I'm not aware of different businesses kind of coming and going liquidation, this and that. Is it, is this something that you typically do is you you're just very aware of, of that kind of thing. And that's a potential pipeline for you.
2: Yeah. Our town is so small. I mean, everyone knows everyone and they all know each other's business. So like it's not hard at all to know and especially this being someone that we do other business with um Mm -hmm. my husband is an electrician and he will regularly be in properties and stuff where people are wanting to get rid of things and like like they're wanting to get rid of um old mid-century light fixtures and so they call Mm -hmm. him you know hey come put up the chandelier ew take Mm -hmm. these ugly sconces can you dispose of them for me i'm like i sure can at the tune of like a hundred dollars a piece on ebay like
1: yeah So your husband is kind of like a, a sorcerer for you then? He
2: really is. And when he works out of town, it's so funny because he's, we owe it, Everyone in the community knows him as like um, your favorite non-reseller. Um, so <laughs> he's, because he's not a reseller, but he will come back at, from being out of town and like, Hey, I went to the Goodwill and I found this, this, and this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My wife's wow. the same way. She's gotten totally wow. into this with yeah, me. It's sure.
2: hard not to.
0: Yeah, Yeah. she'll be handing me stuff. What about this? What do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. That's okay, thanks.
1: Whatever relationships you have with your spouses, that's working because I think, because my wife will go and she likes doing that stuff, but I think I kind of go, I think I take it too far. I get too... Excited or go too long when I'm kind of out searching, and then she's like, All right, that's enough.
2: Yeah, I try not to ever take them. It's funny because you know, like in this line of work, everyone's like, Oh, you're going out of town, you're going on vacation. Have you um, picked what thrift stores you're going to go to? And I'm like, My family would hate that, absolutely not. I'm not taking them thrifting while we're on vacation.
1: Vacation's vacation, yeah, yeah. 100%. That's so funny.
0: Yeah. We just had a weekend, we went out of town with some friends, and uh. They, uh, I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to work on any business type of stuff. And and they go, well, you guys want to go thrifting while we're here? And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, we went thrifting. I ended up finding the... Uh a Bosch single serving coffee maker, coffee, espresso maker for nice. nine bucks. And it's going for like 79 on. Oh, wow. EBay right now. Yeah. are going pretty good. So right. yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, I have that, I have that temptation to want to go, but I don't want to bog everybody else down with, come on, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Like I try to, even if we're going somewhere where I can pack my weights, I don't even bother with like trying to find a gym or something. Cause again, I don't want like everyone's scheduled to work around mine. So I'll just like pack hand weights and work out in the driveway mm-hmm. of wherever we are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> That's what Carl does too during the wintertime. Snowy of uh,
1: I used great, to work out, out in the garage. Streets. It had the weights in the garage and I'm like watching the kids kind of ride around on their scooters and stuff and then sure. Um, there's always like the, across the street, neighbor would always come out. Like anytime I'm like, they're always staying in their house. But if I started working out, they came outside and then it felt really awkward. So I stopped.
2: Yeah, doing that. That's fun. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> he wears those 1980s, you know, bright colors and stuff. I like I tried to. too. It's just a lot of leg warmers. It's yeah. Totally embarrassing.
1: Sure. So. <laughs> All right, Mike, what you got?
0: Uh, I just wanted to share something with you when I was looking at, when I was watching your 50, 50 listening trips yeah. or your 50, your 50. Fifty one list a day challenge. Oh yeah. my gosh! Oh, t- yeah. I saw this guy sitting on your floor. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about it. It was kind of cool. I picked him up not too long ago. Uh, did, and just did, and just
1: to interrupt real quick for people that are listening,
0: <laughs> it's uh, a JFK
1: you, album. Is
0: that what that is? Yeah, yeah, it's a JFK album, and it's uh, I don't know if is it his assume- inauguration. Assume- oh, okay,
2: inauguration.
0: so not songs.
2: He's no. not saying. <laughs> yes. Maryland's no, not, not on that. there either. In
0: Maryland, right? <laughs> exactly. I know the video was about a year ago, but do you remember having that thing? Do you remember? Oh, uh, yeah, dinner? I still
2: have it. Um- Oh, you do. It's still don't worry. Out. I didn't. I didn't go sell that for a million dollars. You're not retiring off that one, okay, buddy. Um, <laughs> so selling LPs is such a labor of love. If you packaging pick records up, you need to pick up records that you want to listen to uh, until they sell five years from now.
0: No. Um, it's
2: got to be special before it's going to sell, but. I have a record player and I do listen to albums and mm-hmm. I'll pick up historic ones like that though. Cause I want my kids to hear them. And there's something about like the pop of listening to it on vinyl. It's, mm. it's almost like, like I have a Martin Luther King's, um, a junior's famous speech on vinyl and I have the kids listen to that. And there's just like, there's a lot of those addresses and speeches that I, our kids need to hear um and yeah, so I'll pick that stuff up, but I don't think it was going for much. If I did sell it, I sold it as part of a bundle, but I think it's still in the stack in there.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice. okay. yeah, I've got. I'm probably sitting next to 200 <laughs> records right here too and i thought i was gonna gold mine right picking up oh. all these records i and, think a yeah. lot of
2: people that's one of those items that i mean i know someone that recently got into reselling and that was what she was so excited about these albums and then she asked me if i would consign them for and i was like absolutely yeah. not yeah. i don't even <laughs> want to list my own albums
1: <laughs> that's so funny all yeah i stuff. see them all the time at garage sales and i'll see like a pile of them and i'm like there's probably something valuable in there but i don't know what i'm doing so i just kind of pass them over
2: So it's one of those, um, it's either a volume game, or it's a labor of love. And a lot of things I'm willing to break even just to save them from ending up in the garbage. And I think, you know, music can be that for a lot of people. I mean, I've sold cassette tapes for $120. I have one cassette tape listed at Mm. almost $400. So Mm. there's money in music, but it's often sealed music. Right. Yeah,
1: for sure. 100%. Okay. Gotcha.
0: So I know that you, you've already touched on your bad buy that you had and the interaction that you had with this, with this owner, but something that we like to cover and that we found really compelling on, uh, on the show is interesting characters that you run into, like either at a goodwill or an estate sale or at a garage sale. You have any kind of fun interactions that you can share with us? Or even awkward interactions, too. That counts. Awkward, awkward is better. <laughs> Carl has been making me do a lot of awkward conversations lately. <laughs>
2: um, I'm probably am that awkward interaction for a no, lot of people. Oh, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm a really a people person. I believed this lie that I was um, introverted for a long time. And now that I figured out that that's not true, I'll talk to anybody and make yeah. friends mm. with everyone. And so uh, sometimes I get people that are kind of like, why are you talking to me? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like i probably am that person then i'll be like are you on youtube and like trying to introduce them to my social media and stuff by the end of it so uh they probably think i'm gonna whip out like a multi-level marketing by the end of it because i'm being too friendly
0: (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, um no i don't know i don't i occasionally will come against someone that like there was this girl at an estate sale last week that i was buying a lot of radco christopher radco christmas ornaments and um she was trying to get every single one of them off the table and it was crazy because she could not even hold them all so she was taking them off the table and putting them on the floor just to like claim them
1: yeah
2: <laughs> and um she was so mad because i took this one box of them she was like do you decorate in Radco? and so finally like after her uh, asking me that and addressing me that way like basically wanting to know if i was have, buying them for myself so many times i was like well you're buying a lot to be decorating one tree right you know i could i, I kind of like gave it back to her and she's like "Well, this my mother in law uh my mother and i both decorate radco <laughs> like, <laughs> She was very like pinky <laughs> up about her radco but then when i got home with them i understood why like the toppers that i got i listed for 250 dollars each no
0: I, way.
2: I sold this one christmas ornament this one ornament the buyer paid this morning 200 dollars. For this Christopher. What is that?
1: Is that like a Santa Claus? This is what they call a
2: portrait Santa. It's Christopher Radco portrait Santa, and he's uh, their mercury glass. So they're so fragile i mean this mm. thing is up there with shipping a potato chip okay wow. um, which i have a video oddly enough about shipping a potato chip but you better wrap these things really well 200 for one ornament i understand why she was rolling her eyes now
0: yeah yeah no, right what did you what'd you end up sourcing that one for what'd you pay for it
2: um 15 dollars
0: okay yeah <laughs> it's a nice Dang. roi Jeez, yeah mike's good at the christmas stuff i'm
1: not like i gotta figure this yeah. out because i see christmas stuff all the time i don't know that i see that stuff but that's anything
2: made that. in germany is always good when you find like vintage christmas made in germany that's kind of a mm-hmm. tip
0: okay gotcha i heard mr christmas is good to look out for yeah mr. Christmas, now where and I go.
2: a lot of department 56 but you know there's going to be some pieces that aren't as desirable as others so don't don't mm-hmm. break the bank on department 56 but it can be good But those Radco, like I have, a I have a friend, um, he's, I buy Chit, C-H-I-T on, um, Instagram and on YouTube. And he actually saw the estate. So I was going to, I, I sent him pictures and he's like, go get those Radco. And when I looked Mm -hmm. them up guys in the last 90 days, 11,000 ornaments have sold.
1: So oh, if you really yes,
2: if you think about the last ninety days, we're going all the way back into like September. They tell into September. Right. So right. people buying eleven thousand of them and it's not even a solid Q four yet, that goes right. yeah. up every single time. Oh,
1: yeah. That's maybe that's why Home Depot starts putting their stuff out like way too early. <laughs> <now. That's, laughs> maybe so. it's crazy. I don't
2: know. I sold a Halloween bucket a couple of days ago too, though. So like certain holidays, there's fanatics that'll buy all year round, you know. All right.
0: Gotcha. I've heard that yeah. Halloween is bigger than uh Christmas on eBay.
2: For, um, for especially stuff. if you have vintage Halloween, like it's insane. Mm. Um, the bucket like that I pumpkin? sold, was, yeah. yeah, like a like a plastic Halloween bucket from the '90s, right. like so from like my childhood, and I sold it for like fifteen dollars plus shipping. I know.
0: Mm-hmm. You can pick them okay. up for a
2: quarter. The key is though, like look on the bottom and make sure it says made in America. Anything that mm. says made in America, I'll pick it up.
0: I'm okay. kind of in the same same mindset that you're in though. I'll 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 make a profit of five bucks on everything all day long. You know what I mean? It's just it. I have the cutoff if mm-hmm. we did the math and at four dollars and fifty cents, that's me making twenty dollars an hour. You know, with my time and all that stuff. Nice. I don't mind selling stuff for five bucks if I can pick it up for you know a dollar or two bucks and sell it for ten bucks and turn it around. I'm trying to get Carl Antobey's like no 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 there's no money in it.
2: It's yeah. too late. I see yeah. that
1: stuff in the summertime. Some when people are trying to get rid of it. So I haven't you know.
2: Oh, definitely pick it up then and list it then. Don't wait on your, don't like sleep on your seasonal items and be like, Oh, I'm going to wait and list those because think about it. If the majority is waiting to list them, you have Mm. the market in July,
1: right? You have fewer buyers too. I don't know if it kind of equates evenly there, but yeah, typically my, for me, yeah, my July and August are just busy with doing other stuff. So I, I usually am listing like late August through January is kind of my peak season for listing. And then I usually run out of stuff by then. So, um, yeah, getting ideas from you and from other people are trying to trying to, try to kind of increase the inventory is helpful for
0: sure. So when, uh, I was watching your, your, um, your video about, uh, going into Walmart and seeing the, the homeless person outside and you bought the chicken and the potatoes for him. And man, I tell you what I've, you know, I, I, I've had, I've had a great walk with Christ and I, I love my life. I love my wife. I love, I love everything about it. I'm, I'm, I'm still walking a, a solid path, but I realized that when I got married, I had to kind of, yeah. I kind of had to split my time with my wife and God. Right. We, you know, and, and it was a real grieving process cause I really enjoyed, I would spend one to two hours at night when I was getting ready to go to sleep, just just praying and thanking them for my day and just think just having a great time with them. And when I got married, obviously I was enamored with my wife. All my focus was like it mm-hmm. it just kind of trailed away. And I've always kind of mourned losing that. And and I've I've done different things like spend more time on devotions, you know, spend more time in prayer and meditation, just praying, you know, come back into my heart, really come back to my heart. But I it it never it never really matured the same way that it used to until mm-hmm. I was watching your video and you were talking about that stuff and I was prepping for this and it was just the the same thing that you were feeling and that you were going through. We have a lot of homeless in, in, in our city and it's in, I like to go and I, I'll grab a hamburger at In-N-Out and I'll just sit in the parking lot, enjoy the sunshine and everybody walking by but the problem is, is, it's right by a, a homeless encampment. And so we always have panhandlers all over the place. And I watch them panhandle, they like get money and they'll run back into the woods, which I assume that they're going to be buying drugs with them. You know, and so it's made me a little jaded about people coming up to me and asking me for change and stuff like that. But I was in there the other day and I saw this cute little girl. She's got this little dog. They're playing out out in this little Courtyard area and the homeless guy had his dog and they walked by and and I was like on edge I was like, oh, don't mess with the girl, you know, and and he wasn't he was very friendly to her And then I went inside and her dad was facing her outside. So she wasn't out there by herself But when he got up and walked out They uh, they walked right past the homeless guy and they stopped and started chatting with them and Made an interaction with them and it made me realize how much that I have just been blocking them out and not seeing them as people, you know, I've just been become jaded that they, that they're out there causing trouble and stuff like that. And it really hurt my heart that I felt that way, you know, and then that night I came home and I was prepping with some of your videos and I watched your video and I tell you what, I got in the shower and I cried for, I don't know, first five or 10 minutes. It was just, it, it just touched me so much. And I'm so grateful that God works in my life like this, that put you in my path right at this time that I really needed that I really needed to see that and I really needed to experience that and it's really and it, it's really helped get the Holy Spirit back in my heart and then, and I'm getting back to those times again where I you know I'd spend a lot of time with God and listening to him and it's just I just can't tell you how thankful and I've been so excited to to have this conversation with you all week long I've just been
2: I love that. No, that, that means a lot because there's been a lot of times where I will put out the video that God tells me to put out. And I remember the day I was driving around that, that video was like last December, I think. And I remember driving around and God was just like, go home and tell this story. And I walked in and I walked down to the basement and I set up the camera and I pushed record and I just started talking because I didn't want a moment uh, of the enemy to enter my mind and talk me out of this. And there's so many times when people will, um, will tell me like, basically, you know, shut up about the gospel. Um, You know, that's Mm -hmm. not going to be good for your channel. And that Mm -hmm. is not true. I've had one person ever, one person in almost 12,000 subscribers that has ever said anything negative about me sharing the gospel over and abundantly. It's people that have the same testimony as Mm -hmm. you just had, like God Mm -hmm. used your story to teach me something, or God is encouraging me through you. And like, we can't allow ourselves to be jaded. And I, if I let those voices come in, that's what would happen. Like God gives you discernment. I think that's what the whole book of, of John three is like that at the time people were acting as if they were apostles and they would go into different communities and they would kind of panhandle right. and say they were working in the name of Christ, but they weren't. And God tells you, like he outlines there that you will, you will have discernment come over you. And so like, I try to, if I feel like God told me to do something, like I don't want to stand in front of him one day mm-hmm. and he'd be like, why did I tell you to do this? And you didn't exactly. Like, I remember a time my coworker had this really bad tooth pain. And I'm telling you, like, it was changing the person she was over the course of this week. And I felt God tell me to go lay hands on her and pray for her and in my workplace. And I was like, I didn't do it. And I get in my car and I'm driving away. Yeah. And it was as if right. tangibly his hand came down in front of my car. And I was just like, who am I to have not done this? And I walked in, I turned my car off and walked in and I said, can I pray for you? And she came back to work the next day with a testimony of like pain relief. And I was just like, who was I to like question God's motive and how he wants to use you? Like we get really prideful. And caught up, and and I remember that day thinking that maybe I had heard God wrong the story that yeah. you're talking about because that homeless man was gone and he didn't need the food, and then it turned out to be for this lady. And when she said to me, like I, I I'd encourage anyone to to go look and, and find that video, but it was this woman in an abusive situation. And when she told me that one of the things her husband said to her, he came home that night with food for everyone but her, and she opened up the food that we brought her <laughs> yeah. and she said, Oh, I cannot believe this because he, he said, when I was leaving, watch chicken her macaroni. come back with, with chicken and potatoes or chicken and macaroni or whatever. And I was, I'm telling you, it was exactly what I bought for her. I'm, yeah. I'm vegetarian. I have no reason to buy chicken for anyone. And so all day long, I had uh-huh. thought that this, that I had heard God wrong and about like his ways are not our ways. And, I was trying to make sense of what happened when there's no like tangible sense mm, right. to be made. Like just well, let even, him work, in, in those types you know, of situations like- too,
0: you <laughs> taking the extra time to go buy that food could have been five minutes and that could have been the, the five minutes between a major car accident or, you know, something else really bad happening that you would mm. never know yeah. why he'd in, interview and you in, in you're in, in there for <sighs>
2: I try to remember that when stuff goes wrong. I'm like, well, we had to go back to the house and turn around. I'm like, um, uh, maybe yeah. God has us exactly where he wants exactly, us. Exactly.
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I've been so right. happy to wow. talk with you and, and, uh, you. I encourage all you guys, if you haven't checked out Rachel yet, go and look at our videos It what's your YouTube channel.
2: It's Rachel Strickland. Okay. I'm easy to find.
0: <laughs> so she's got a ton of eBay tips and tricks. And then she like, she said, she, we we're talking about, she's got motivational videos under her playlist. I just <laughs> I haven't had the time to go all through them but I I tell you what I'm going to watch every single one of your videos they're just they're I amazing. Appreciate I
2: appreciate
0: it. I love them. Yeah, I yeah yeah where else can they find you on social media? Um
2: so on Instagram I'm reseller Rachel Strickland um and uh just because Rachel Strickland was taken um mm-hmm. so and then yeah I'm I'm just on YouTube and Instagram really. I'm not mm-hmm. I don't TikTok or Facebook or anything like that. I don't know if I fit in there. Maybe someday I will, but for right now I don't know that I do. But YouTube
1: You're doing great with where you are for sure. I, so I just keep I
2: up. enjoy YouTube a lot. I really do. And I meet yeah. so many people that I mm-hmm. wouldn't have even met otherwise. Exactly.
1: Right. All right. Well, Hey, Rachel, we really appreciate you having you on the show. And yeah, thanks so much for coming.
2: I appreciate you guys inviting me on here and um, uh, God bless you guys. Have a, have a great Thanksgiving. This will probably air after that. So you can take that out if you want, but you guys (laughs) have a good Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) Man, I got so much out of talking to her. I was really, I was really excited to talk to her in the first place, but geez, just the inspiration that she drives the quick tips on eBay, you know, like I told you, Christmas items, they sell, man. You got to start looking out <laughs> for those things.
1: Is that your big takeaway is, see, I told you, Carl, buy more see, Christmas I told, stuff?
0: You, I told you, so that's my takeaway from it, exactly.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a good takeaway. Yeah. I mean, I obviously learned and I'm like mentally noting, okay, I got to buy, look out for those things. I've probably passed up on a bunch of that stuff, so yeah, I'll do better, but I, again, yeah. it's not going to be until summertime, that's when, when I see that stuff, but...
0: What do you you think about her story in the movie theater, man? How would you handle that kind of an awkward situation?
1: So I know you haven't seen that video yet. I And I just watched it today, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think she handled it well because, I mean, the whole point, I don't know that she hit on this, was that...
0: But how would you handle it? (laughs) Oh, how would I have
1: handled it? Similarly, I don't know if I'd burn the stuff, but similarly, because if I make a bad purchase, especially if I've spent a chunk of change on something, Mm -hmm. and it's just staring me in the face... At some point, you just got to move on from it. You got to say, you know what? This is not worth my time. This is making me upset. I'm seeing this. And, and, you know, for her, a lot of that stuff was taking a lot of space. And so I I just find a place to donate it. She tried that, and she was not very successful. I typically will just drop it off at, like, you know, whatever Goodwill or something like that. Just get it out. Let's move on. I failed there. I'm, I'm not failing all the time, so I'm making up for any mistakes. And so I think similar. How would you handle it?
0: Yeah, I d I kinda would have handled it similar. I think I would have been more aggressive with the guy. Like, look, I know those mm. posters were there. We made a deal. Honor your deal. You know? Oh, what right.
1: I, mean? I, I see. So you're asking more about like the, the the negotiation side of things.
0: Uh just mm. how I'd handle the, the yeah, the personal aspect of it for sure.
1: Right. No, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh yeah, it depends on yeah, the kind of rapport you have with them if i don't know i i didn't quite fully understand the full picture of the story because it sounds like her son went upstairs and found more and so the stuff was there and then it would seems like that'd be an easy segue with like wait a second where did that stuff come from where's all that stuff and so it sounds like she had had a conversation about some you know side gear that he was like i'm saving that for somebody else and so she didn't push back maybe as much as you would have is that correct
0: uh yeah, like she knew that there was a couple of boxes that they had negotiated earlier. And then he, he kind of backed out on the deal and I would have pushed him on it. I in I'm not saying that Rachel didn't, but I think I would have uh I would have really been I, I would've pushed a little bit harder. I don't know. I don't you know, and I can't say how far Rachel pushed on him, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely would have like especially if there was a couple of posters that I knew were in there. But I, I totally think that she handled it with integrity and, and you know i just kind of got to be in that situation to to realize to know how you're going to handle it i guess
1: yeah for sure. yeah I, I mean that's right. kind of part of the fun right is we get to hear how he she handled it and then we can kind of play it out in our minds okay. but i think my favorite part of the interview was the segment towards the end where i it felt like you can correct me if i'm wrong but you, you kind of went fanboy mode a little bit regarding one of her videos am, if- I, am i wrong on that one
0: uh, she did touch me on one of her videos, and I wanted to express that to her. And uh, you know, <laughs> you went off, a little man. Bit. You it went, went me up off. A little bit, talking to her. <laughs> it, it was impactful. It was, you know, and, and you never know when you're gonna when you're asking these uh, these guests to come on the show. You don't realize how much they're gonna impact your life until you start digging into it. And unwrapping the meat and potatoes and things. So yeah, yeah you don't have sure. to
1: defend yourself, man. Like, you know, she puts out some no. good stuff for oh, sure.
0: I'm not defending myself. I'm just well, explaining. You're explaining
1: why you went fanboy mode, but she didn't quite take the ownership there. Did you go fanboy mode? Did you just a little bit? I don't bit? think
0: I went, I don't think I went <laughs> fanboy mode, but I, I definitely was touched by what, okay. what she had to offer. And I'm looking forward to the rest of her videos. Today. All
1: right. I will humbly disagree with with your assessment of that situation, but that's okay. (laughs) You think I went
0: fanboy, huh?
1: (laughs) Well, well, it's Uh, the only time that we've done quite a few interviews and had conversations. And you, there's just a lot of, you know, we're pretty good with the back and forth. And I hadn't seen you just kind of go sort of all in. Like I have, I've got something I'm going to tell you right now. Ready? (laughs) Here goes. And you just went all in. I was like, this is a different mic. I haven't seen
0: this before. Oh, good. Well, I hope it was in a good way because I didn't want to be too overbearing with the conversation or run long. So I'd kind of, I'd kind of had the cliff notes of what I wanted to talk to her about.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, we can, we don't have to, you know, label it or whatever. We can have, we can get reactions from folks out there. So what is, what does everybody else think? How did, how did that, you you know what I'm talking about when when Mike (laughs) kind of dug in a little bit there, was that fanboy mode? Or was that just showing some, you know, appreciation as Mike described and kind of. Letting her know, like, hey, that was an important, impactful video. So you tell us what, how you interpreted that.
0: Let us know down in the comments. And I'm sure all my friends are going to let me know. And they're going to rouse me about it from now until the end of time.
1: Which is totally it's, fine. And you're you're not going <laughs> to let this one
0: go either for a really long time. Yeah. I can tell.
1: We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the reaction right. is. but. Um, all right so yeah what's what's the what was it so she's on youtube rachel strickland and it was at yeah so reseller so on
0: youtube she's over at rachel strickland and uh and then you can find her on instagram at reseller rachel strickland on instagram she's got right. some great videos a lot of great tips i mean i only watched a couple yep. of them and i it i definitely learned a lot from her on uh, on, uh, on her youtube Excellent. stuff so
1: all right well fellow pickers
0: go find your own treasures
1: One story at a time.
0: And remember, it's not reselling (laughs) if you look like a storage unit.